it's been proven genetically. It's been proven in terms of predisposition psychologically. This guy's a clinical psychologist. What about women? W- women Good have point. certain, you know, they love in shoes general, and shopping. Yeah, yeah. All women love <laughs> shoes. Women be shopping. <laughs> no, bitches be shopping. You know what I'm saying? In a general sense, there's predispositions <laughs> to things. got an uber and the person that was his uber driver was his dad <laughs> who he hadn't seen in a year whoa mm-hmm. that is a great story his dad was probably like driving in the neighborhood on purpose right i don't uh, who knows yeah strange Can you imagine that that's weird so do we want to read the listener email we received oh yeah which one? Oh, the uh Heather, did you listen to our episode where we talked about Haiti, Haiti a little bit? The shithole Donald Trump comment? Uh, I've, I've listened to almost all of no. them. Avid listener. We got an email about that okay. from a listener. Uh, sure. I listened to the most recent one last night. I have an interesting anecdote to share since I'm of Haitian descent. Okay. My parents were fortunate enough to have been brought up in an affluent and beautiful part of the country, but Trump's description of Haiti as a shithole isn't far from the truth. A couple of years back, my aunt who lives there was kidnapped and my dad had to pay a $10,000 plus ransom to get her back. I personally consider myself a race realist, although I never bring the subject up because it's so taboo and some people would call me an Uncle Tom. Do I believe that one race is superior to another? No, but the scientific literature on racial differences is extensive. Geography and climate have played a major role in the development of races and via natural selection. The varying races develop the traits necessary to survive in their differing environments. Does this mean that every black or Hispanic is a criminal? No, but on average, in caps, people of African and Hispanic descent are more likely to commit crimes than other racial groups. Hmm. If you look at the percentage of blacks in the NBA, NFL, the number is way too high to be merely attributed to chance. There's an evolutionary component to it as well. John Enton's taboo why black athletes dominate. I see why you're making me read this. Why black athletes dominate sports and why we're afraid to talk about it makes an unassailable case that blacks are overrepresented in the Olympics and professional sports due to evolutionary advantages. Uh-huh. I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't read the book yet. By the way, in case anybody's clipping this, I just want to remind everyone, I'm reading an email. <laughs> I haven't read the book yet, but I've read a summary of it. And then it goes on. Was there anything else you wanted me to have in here? It's a very long email. Um, Let's see. What is the crux of this? It's almost over. Uh, no, it's not. There's like th- three more paragraphs that are long. I've never had a problem admitting this, nor do I get a rate like my other friends when this is mentioned, because again, this doesn't mean one race is better than the other. For the bulk of human history, most people were confined to the country region they were born in, so it makes sense they developed the traits necessary to survive in their region. Okay. And this doesn't discount the possibility that someone could increase their intellectual athletic capabilities through hard work and discipline. Historically, revelations in the scientific community have always taken time to seep into mainstream consciousness, so it's understandable why people are ignorant to the exhaustive evidence supporting the aforementioned claims and why people like James Damore are slandered for telling the truth. That's the Google guy. That's a great writer. So 
So don't think you're a dick or racist if you come across moments in your life that confirm these truths. I think any person who truly seeks to understand why the world's the way it ultimately comes to the conclusion that there are bell curves within the human population with respect to IQ, mental illness, and criminal tendencies. Yeah. That's a fucking great writer. I should be writing fucking Maybe textbooks. it was just my, uh, my reading of it. <laughs> Heather's taken like 20 pictures of herself in front of the microphone. No, I'm not. Did you Selfie. listen to any? Of yeah, it was, it was too long. It was very long. Very what well was the written, crux though. of that email? It was that Trump wasn't wrong, mm. that Haiti is okay. a shithole. Mm -hmm. In what way, though? The example that he gave okay. was that his aunt was kidnapped for $10,000 ransom. So therefore, Haiti's a shithole. Well, he is from there. I think the criticism of the shithole comment was not that whether or not the country is a shithole, but that there's some kind of stain upon people from Haiti. That was the critique sure. initially of the Trump shithole comment. We don't want people from those places coming here. Right. And then that, is, that, that was the shady, implication is, he was making. Is Haiti a, is shady a hithole? Is Haiti a shithole? Wow, hit say hole. that 10 times fast, people. Yeah. <laughs> is Haiti a shithole? Um, oh, boy. Well, but then he goes on to this whole race realism argument. What'd you say? Race realism <laughs> argument. I heard you the first Which time. Which is recorded like in the bell curve that book everybody's yeah. uh -oh. terrified of. The, you did, the Sam Harris episode with that guy was amazing. Was Charles crazy. Murray. Yeah, Charles Murray was really cool. Because Sam Harris was like, you know, hey, you're a fucking scientist. Why is everybody all mad at you? Right. So, I don't know. What was the point of me reading that? What did you want? Well, it's just, I mean, first of all, it's interesting to, because we were talking about whether Haiti is a shithole or not. And this guy came, you know, we asked people i think to say hey let us know mm -hmm. you know and this is somebody letting us know and um also i mean i just think we, his argument is can can you really deny anything he's saying i don't know i'd have to look at like real statistics instead of just well and some, uh, more, moreover why is what he's saying so controversial i mean isn't what wait he's, who are you saying by he the the author of the email oh, that the, oh him okay keep going <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Why is what he's saying so controversial? Yeah, I mean, what he's saying to me doesn't seem like it should be controversial. Of course, there's genetic mm -hmm. differences between people. Right? No, there, there aren't, are. actually. Race is uh, a construct. Yeah, so, well, here we go. It, there's no genetic difference between me and you. and Yeah, there is, though. What's that? If we were to test each other's genes, you'd be able to tell that There'd you're a woman and I'm a, a man. You'd be able to tell that I'm from one region, you're another region. That's what well, you that, think well, DNA Well, that's different regions, but... Yeah, so there's genetic differences between I people. Call Isaac it genetic is genetically difference. better at getting money from people. <laughs> yeah, it's, I have genetic Jewishness in me, uh, so I like. You oh, know, can you play the? I, uh, I just am increasingly, <laughs> increasingly passionate about. One of our attorneys is a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> In our last episode, I forgot to mention that Dylan Klebold is half Jewish. Uh, Jewish. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Feeds the uh, feeds I the beast. I feel I feel like every everything I love about myself physically is from a shithole country. Well, exactly. Again, I think his point is you know not I mean? that is not that I mix. his his entire point is that <laughs> Haitian people are not inferior to anyone. He's just saying that it's a different they're different. And it's true. People from different regions that developed in different regions are different from each other. 
I don't see why that's so terrifying. I don't I don't know that that statement on its own is terrifying to anybody. Right. It's when you start no. to get into this is better than this, right? Yeah. That's that's terrifying. And I agree. But I think that or, pretending that everybody's the same is not the answer. Or you know? there's like a genetic reason you commit a crime. It's there's not saying there's a genetic reason. It's just saying that you have genetic predispositions that, that gear you towards different behaviors. Mm. You know, I mean, women, women, for example, uh, you know, uh, are genetically speaking, you know, this is something that's been proven time and again. You listen to Jordan Peterson. This is what What he talks about. What did Jordan say? It's Peter Jordan. I hope he's listening. This isn't in dispute. It's not. (laughs) I love listening to your podcast. This isn't in dispute. I mean, this guy's. Is that your Jordan Peterson impression? (laughs) I wrote the boots. Like a scary Uh, ghost. (laughs) In my book. He's Canadian. No, I mean. You know, this is proven. It's been proven on all. It's been proven genetically. It's been proven in terms of predisposition psychologically. This guy's a clinical psychologist. What about women? Women have certain, you know, they love shoes and shopping. Yeah, yeah. All women love (laughs) shoes. Women be shopping. No, bitches be shopping. You know what I'm saying? In a general sense, there's predispositions (laughs) to things. And it's not. Of course, it is not every member of this group, but in this group. Tell me. How I'm predisposed to so, be as so a woman. as Jordan Peterson always says. Okay, uh, men are more predisposed to disagreeableness, and women are less predisposed, or are, are more predisposed oh, to really? agreeableness. That's, That's a trait. That's oh, a trait. Okay. They have a test for it. Sure, I'm pretty disagreeable. Also, <laughs> when, you know, when the Google people like came out and responded to these allegations recently, the YouTube people. They said, you know, okay, why isn't there not more women in the X category? They literally were like, well, uh, scientific data shows that, uh, you know, women uh, in a general sense maybe are more geared towards this profession. I don't think that's what it is. I think that girls from a young age are, uh, what's the word? They're encouraged to pursue certain things as opposed to other things. I just think that the the idea that men and women are exactly the same is crazy. They're not. No. They're boys not. have no. penises yeah. and girls have vaginas. <laughs> yes, but boys I'm saying that, that you, if you think that that's where the difference is stopped, that's insane. <laughs> it's insane to think that's the only difference. I mean, of course there's other differences. You can genetically test the differences between men and women. There's a bunch of differences, and those extrapolated over billions and billions of people Sure. Uh, phenotypic, just like a fucking flower female looks so differently. Yeah. I'm just so angry. Because it's it's insane <laughs> to say that men and women behave the exact same way. Who they said don't. That? No, they don't. Yeah, that is what you're saying. I'm no, not saying, saying that, that at all. Okay. I'm I was just asking for your opinion on I'm just saying, <laughs> so then why is it what's so controversial to say that m- women may be predisposed more to behave this way, men may be predisposed to behave this I, way, and that that behavior dictates what they end up doing as a profession. I don't think it's just the predisposal. I think it's it's also nature versus nurture, right? So of course, being, no. I, again, there's always exceptions. So I'm not raised. saying... I'm, I'm not talking about all people at all. I'm saying it, in a general sense. I mean, when people do this calculation, why is there only 20% of women in this thing? It's like, it's not only because of discrimination. It's because a lot of women choose oh. to do something else or the behavior wise, they're more sure. suited to do this. Or I that. could say that about a uh, stand-up comedy oh, cool. <laughs> call back to several episodes ago. Yeah. We've kind of had this discussion. Yeah, right. yeah. We don't need to get, I don't, 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 I don
Oh, getting Isaac's what? getting an arm rub. Oh, I've been getting arm rubs this whole time. That's well, great. Too many oh arm my rubs. God. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> and I think the discussion is a little more complicated because I, I, people will talk about genetic predispositions and so forth. But there's also another element of like, oh, people should only do these things. These are the things. Of course, it's a more those people are idiots. Thing. I mean, yeah, women should but there's only also, do this. That's there's stupid. also the use of of that data to try to fixate into those into that yeah and and, and those people when once you turn the corner into oh this mean women should stay in the kitchen and that this individual woman who's great at x yeah great at programming should not be allowed to do that yes then you're a fucking idiot and you're not you don't believe in freedom then so sometimes the discussion is a little more complicated that but we wanted to speaking of ladies ladies speaking of (laughs) speaking of women Mm -hmm. we wanted to have a conversation a little bit out of the politics zone for once. Politics, politics zone. sounds good zone. to me. Uh, okay. Because Heather and I are both people in our 30s who... I'm in my early 30s. Can <laughs> I just, can I just uh, emphasize people that? People in our 30s. And Charles is in his... Late 30s. Um, you're in your late 30s? You're in your oh, mid-30s. Yeah. Uh, How I old guess. are you? I'm 36. Yeah. You're When's your birthday? You're in your mid. That's April. mid. It's oh, almost 36. Coming 30, up, 38 baby. is late. Okay. How old are you, Isaac? 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that mentally, but I mean, how old are you really? 20. <laughs> what are you, what's wrong with you? Why what are, are you, you not wanting to I say your know, age? Because who knows, what if I have to lie in the future? Oh, please. I don't want to be on the record. I'm done lying about my age. Isaac is 31. Two. No, see? If you just, if you said something wrong, he you're has to correct you. You're older than me? <laughs> you what's me. your birthday? <laughs> when's your birthday? I dude, I don't Wait, really let want me people guess, to have I, all this I, no, information. I'm trying to about guess your astrological sign. Okay, I'm a I'm a Gemini. Ugh. <laughs> if you are, then that explains a lot. I am a Gemini. <laughs> I am a Gemini. What is everybody's astrological signs? I'm Wait, let me guess. Oh damn. Oh, what were you gonna, gonna say? Guess. I don't even know what Aquarius is. You know, is, it was so. just my birthday. My dad was an Aquarius. Uh, yeah. Did you guys get along? Not when I was a kid. When I was an adult, yes. Yeah. Hmm. You're a Cancer. <laughs> no, Aries. Are you an Aries? Oh, oh you're a Taurus. Oh, you're a oh, Taurus. Shit. I've had sense. a lot of uh, Taurus men in my life. Mm-hmm. And Aries. And Arians. And Arian. <laughs> Some of those. We. What was I saying before we got? You were setting it up in a very slow and plodding way. Oh, what do you want to but we're about? both in our thirties. <laughs> we're in our thirties, and neither of us have been in a long-term <laughs> live-in relationship. Right. But Isaac has managed this successfully <laughs> despite being very disagreeable yeah high tendency for there's something he's doing right how long have you and gracie been together is six ever, years does she mind if we talk about this i don't want to i think she probably doesn't want us to get share too many private details no i don't but, we're not but, interested uh, in that. okay so you know, i can't sh- ask you about your uh no don't ask about <laughs> what happens in the, in the boom boom room <laughs> Um, do you make whoopee? No. <laughs> <laughs> what time of day What's do you whoop- make whoopee? <laughs> What's the strangest place you've ever made whoopee? <laughs> um, no, we've been together for six years. Uh, it's great. We have a really, really good relationship. I mean, we of course have ups and downs. Um, we had a, you know, it's. But who does? Have you ever broken yeah, up? Everybody has it. So, um, not really. No. Oh, okay. No. I mean, not, not since we've really been together. I mean, we've. You know, had bad stretches and things, but that's any relationship. Yeah, yeah. And you're engaged. We're engaged. Engaged to be married. You should be married. Yeah. And so, what's your question? What do you want to know here? Well, it's just, it's 
of interest to me because I've never been in that kind of situation where I'm like, I'm ready to commit to this person. I'm ready to have oh, I have. up in my up in my house. Well, that just gonna... means you guys are terrible people that nobody wants to be with. That is not true. I don't disagree with that for myself. That is no, not no, true. No, no. I'm, I'm kidding. So what's, what is specifically, ask me something specifically. Though. At what point did you know like, oh, I'm ready to move in? Like what, what factored into your decision? Because one of the hardest things I have is the idea of like living with someone and seeing them all the time. Really? Yes. And that bothers you? you? That it's not that you. it scares me. I'm just like, I'm not going to have a moment's privacy to myself. I'm not going to be able to like just be gross. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to have to be on a, a little bit different than I am. Right. And Li- you do, when you first move in, that that isn't there is an adjustment period. You start, you know, like I remember... Yeah, there's something nice about laying on the couch on your own yeah. and that you never really get back 100%. Mm. Um, and there's also something about you're always... Taking a giant shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> the door open. That you can do. That the door open, no. But the <laughs> shit can happen. Um, <laughs> the shit. It, the, uh, <laughs> it, there's also something you you become... You get used to a leash. You have a leash, and you are you are accountable all the time. You are constantly accountable to another human being. You need to like let that person know where you are yeah. all the time, which is actually takes some real adjustment because you. I would love it if somebody cared where I was. Oh well, no! It's, so you you do get <laughs> like, used. Nobody to it, cares where I, I'm in a guys. I am in a room with two <laughs> strange men <laughs> who are highly opinionated. Yeah. Please help me. <laughs> Nobody's texting asking, are you okay? Yeah. Nobody, yeah. Knows nobody has asked me where I am yeah, right now. And you're tweeting the whole time. Yeah, what time oh, are you going to be home tonight? People nobody cares what time I'm going home. And I live in a questionable neighborhood, guys. Yeah, right. And that's the nice part of it. The <laughs> nice part is that you you become re- more responsible. I mean, you you know, I would have never stopped drinking for 50 days, which I did, without this. I mean, because you have somebody that you need to like... Answer to. Answer to. You get, if you say, I'm going to do this... You can't then go and just not do it. it. You yeah. you have to do it, um, which is all, that can also lead to problems later where you start like drinking in the closet and shit because right. you're like you're being dishonest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't uh, that much of a problem for you. Yeah, you know it's you get used to it. I mean, it just becomes second nature. I mean, Gracie now is like an appendage of mine. It's like I don't even. It's like she's we're just so interrelated after six years that it's like. It's so easy. It's not mm-hmm. hard. It it, get, it was hard for a while, but it gets easier. What, right. was, what was the hardest part? When when were you just like the oh, hardest part my was God. the very beginning for me, right? Because I was a lunatic. We were long distance oh. uh, for a little bit. We were together for like three months, and then we were long distance for like a long and time. And at that age, Jesus like a lot Christ. of guys don't want to settle down. Oh at my that God! Point. It, it was, and that was just so brutal. It was really hard, and I was anxious all the time. Right. Um, you know, checking text timestamps. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah. Just like, you know, I'm a pretty jealous guy. Like right. I'm like a jealous. Oh, really? Boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm getting Heather very excited. I'm not Ooh. insane, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I tend towards that a little bit, mm. um, which is not good. Let me just say that. Is a there a reason tendency. why you're like that? Like, did you have a previous yeah, relationship? Yeah. I mean, my parents the... divorced, oh, I, I think, cause it a lot sure. to do with it. Um, yeah, I never really had that until, um, jealousy. Yeah, in my first two serious relationships, I didn't really have that. 
Um, but the first, the way the first one ended, I definitely like picked up something where I'm like, okay, I'm definitely have like, I'm paranoid now about certain you things and relationships. Worry, yeah. yeah, I start to worry about like certain relationships that a, a boyfriend may have with other women. And I'm like, well, okay, what's going on? Like, why is he even talking to this person? Which it sounds crazy. But what happened at the end of my first serious relationship, which is still my longest relationship, which was all, it was like two and a half years, almost three years. And um, he ended up um, basically breaking up with me for another woman. Mm. And yeah, I confronted so. him and I knew about it. I had, I had evidence of it. Like I had, you're, don't think I'm crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> so the, like right after he broke up with me, I logged onto his Facebook because his password was the same for everything. Like it was that kind of, kind of relationship where we had our passwords to everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And I logged onto his Facebook and he had sent a message to a girl named Laura, maybe like three minutes after breaking up with me on the phone. And I saw it. And it was like, Hey, I'm single now. So we should hang out. I was like, oh, wow. fuck you, Jesus. dude. And so when I went to go uh, pick up my stuff from this guy and, and, and if you guys have seen me do stand up, you know, this guy was a library security guard. Okay. In Colorado Springs. I, I, you know, I had a smaller vision for my life then. That's how I justify this relationship. <laughs> but, uh, I, I went to go pick up my things and I asked him, I was like, um, so are we breaking up because you're seeing another woman? And he looked me in the eye and he said, no. And I was like, Ooh, this motherfucker's a liar. And ever since then, I've had like problems with trust, yeah. you know, well, it's, it's, it's a template, right? Right. That first or second time it's intense. Yeah. It's a template. Especially when you're so your... young, like it, it definitely makes an impact yeah. on you, you know? Cause I was like 23 when we broke up. 22, 22. Yeah. Crazy. I have that problem with texting where, my like my first semi-serious relationship was very like the text meant a lot mm -hmm. you know like you had to do all this interpreting about what this meant what was happening and that's sure. not always the case for everybody there's some people that just then they rarely yeah do anything on their phone and i always have to like reset my brain and say like oh this is a different person like a long gap between texts does not mean they what really it means yeah, over yeah. here they didn't suddenly turn i have i have me. a lot of text yeah, right. anxiety stuff also yeah definitely and, and people handle it there's no standard way that people do it but you have no. this one way in your head that everything means something yeah right, right. If, well that's what happens if you have to early. double text somebody it's a sh it's like a oh, shameful boy. thing <laughs> yeah. yeah it's been yeah, yeah, yeah. the wrong amount of time yeah right yeah. uh huh yeah. It's amazing how much of an impact like those early ones can have. Early on your relationships. Yeah. Did you have yeah. an early relationship that was kind of uh, left a mark on you in some way? <laughs> I mean, I I guess I don't. Yeah, I mean, like I said, with the texting thing, that was okay. that affected that part of it the most, like because that was this new language that I wasn't familiar with how to use. So, I get, when was that? How long ago was this? I mean, like. Obviously, I'm a little older, so that wasn't a big deal in high school. But like in the in the two like the mid two thousands was when texting was really the aughts. The aughts. Mm -hmm. That's when that was really my first time being like, oh, these text messages have this hidden meaning, right. and you know, it's strange. And I still do that now, even though I try to turn off my brain. Mm -hmm. oh, Some my. women are so good at. I dated a girl who I just loved her texts so much. Why? Really? And like that's what I loved about her. She was just a great texter. What does that mean? Verbally, dirty, you mean? dirty texting. No, no. She was sexting. Just, she like exuded her entire personality via texting. It was amazing. oh, I'm like I'm a and great like, texter. It was lots of like lots of like <laughs> you know 
hey you know like like lots of like <laughs> she like so she was a fucking genius at it honestly like she yeah t- talked exact her texts were exactly well i mean women talked. are more verbal you know yeah. more inclined to be verbal yeah yeah um the first girl my re- first real girlfriend in life was kind of a slut so i think that that's also <laughs> why I'm, I'm like jealous what does that mean she was just like known to be Uh-oh. pretty slutty, and she not what, only was okay, known what to be does slutty. slutty mean, Isaac? Uh, like, I'm ready. well, she found she liked sex. And Did she enjoy sex? Not with Isaac? me. <laughs> oh <laughs> maybe boy, with, maybe with other guys. That reveals a lot. I mean, I was 15. Oh, right. So I didn't, you know. How old was she? She was 16. Hmm. Um, okay. and uh. She, but she was like the kind of girl who really like played up flirting with other guys. And, oh, sure. You know, she was always dating a new dude and like fucking this guy on the football team and blah. blah, blah. She was definitely one of those. And uh, so I think that that kind of da- that same thing. You get damaged early on in these ways. So if and, she'd been a man, we'd been like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it was a woman. We're. I'm just saying dating that makes you is not nice. I don't know. I've had repeated comments from guys I've dated that I'm extremely overly flirtatious. With other dudes. Yeah. Touching their arms. Touching their arms. Yeah, that I do that a lot. My last boyfriend said that I that I do this thing where like I'm talking to a guy and he'll make me laugh and I'll be like, ha and I'll like touch his arm. He told me that. And he and I was like, Well, does that bother you? And he goes, No. But like we we broke up a few months later. So that might have been part of it. And then he broke up with me. He did did break up with me. Yeah. Heather, did you get close to moving in with anybody? Were you on the precipice? Well, I mean, with the first guy, I thought it it was headed towards something more serious. I mean, looking back on it, I mean, hindsight is always so different. I was so young. I was 22. And he broke up with me literally. It was long distance for a while. So I was in New York and he was in Colorado. What? Uh, Can I just finish stuff? my story? Okay, I'm sorry. So he breaks up with me during the last week of college for me. It's like the week before finals. Like how stressful is that? Like I'm doing finals and I have to be broken up with. So the plan was is that he was going to come out to New York and help me move my stuff back to Colorado and um and I thought we were going to end up like in a serious relationship. But at this time, I had already talked about, you know, possibly moving to Los Angeles. Like I was already thinking about that. Yeah. And he had thought about moving out there with me. Mm. And then later after, you know, we had our breakup conversation, like he was just like, yeah, I mean, I just see, I just foresee you like going to Los Angeles and doing all these things. And, you know, you finish college. Like he was older than me, but he hadn't finished school at that point. He ended up going back. He's insecure. Was he insecure? Yeah. I think every man I've ever dated has <laughs> some sort of insecurity. You attracted to insecure no. men? Well, hold on. Like, well, we can get into all of that. I have had patterns of dysfunction in the types of men I'm attracted to. And I know that it's because my father was dysfunctional. My father was an alcoholic yeah, when I was growing up. Yeah, we know you love alcoholic men. Okay, that's a callback to that's a one. previous appearance on yeah, this book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So um, I did bring some books here about all this stuff. But it's stuff that I've been working on. But let me, no, let me just talk a little bit about this. So wait, what did you want to know though, specifically? Why are you curious about this now? Are you feeling like you're getting ready? You're feeling like I want to now do this? No, I'm just kind of interested in, I just lead a bizarre life. Like my parents, Mm. my mom was, had me when she was 26, you know, when she was my age, she had like 
Well, that's different to, generation, to, generation. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Gen- <laughs> generations. Gener- she, <laughs> you know, she kind of had it together. She's working on her PhD. And sometimes I think back on that. I'm like, how the fuck did were they functioning? I mean, my dad was older, so he was just doing a second marriage thing and having a good time. But yeah. I think about my mom, and I'm just like, oh, god damn. I, oh. I never feel like I have it together. I no, you I don't feel like you have it together. What is it? What do you mean? I just feel very unadulty. Yeah, really. Yeah, but you're not though. Like, I mean, you you work, you have a good job, you live alone. No, you know, I do the same thing. Like, By the I way, have a good job. I love live alone. all those things. Love living alone. Me too. Do you? No. Love it? So you don't want to ever live with anyone. I, I would if I met somebody and I was like, I would like to live with you. Then that, that yeah. I would do it. But most it's, of the time, I'm like, you're not live with. Like, really. I, it's really kind of a choice, though. I mean, it's you know, I I am a okay. When you live with another person, you become this unit. And yeah. things are easier because of that. Yeah. You know, you have more time right. to do more stuff that you want to do because the other person does half the stuff. Ideally. Ideally. Um, <clears throat> I'm a person house. who's <clears throat> always been like that, though. I'm like a codependent Uh-oh. person. I, I like that. Like, I like having other people in my really close unit, but I've always been like that. Uh oh. I've I've always been like that with I've been like that with male friends. You know, like I'm I'm just that's how I am as a person. Like I I do projects and I get people to do things with me and like So you you kind of need somebody there. Yeah, to I need guide people, I like what well, not only do I need, I like having people I okay. have room for that. You know so what I mean? Like I think, I have I think that Charles and life. I both have a very strong Yeah, you guys are more independent. Streak. You're more independent. I really do I'm just need not very like I need so much alone time. You know, even yeah. after like going to a social event, I feel cuz I'm kind of I I know I'm kind of extroverted, but I'm also extremely introverted too, where I just need to be alone and left alone. You're an ambivert. Um, sure, Whoa. yeah. Sure, sure, Keyword. sure. Ambivert. Yeah. But um as far as like if I I'm shocked at my age that I do not have a long term serious partner. But I'm I'm shocked and not shocked at the same time because of the dysfunction I was exposed to in my early and life. Younger, yeah. And I'm I've been I've been in therapy on and off for seventeen years. Wow. <laughs> And I'm finally getting to the crux of some of the problems that I think has led to dysfunction in my relationships. Because my therapist um, has told me that she she just sees me as um, somebody who kind of struggles between having a successful professional life and a successful personal life and that my life is more skewed towards the successful professional life, even though <laughs> my career isn't where I wanted to be even now, you know, but that's something that's going to be ongoing. And in my last relationship, I really thought it was going to get serious, but the guy had other, I mean, he had other ideas. He, the reason he broke up with me is he said he felt our relationship was getting too serious. How long ago and he's did way you older break than up? Me. I feel like this has been, yeah, this we've talked a, about this we, in July. I'm over it now. July of last year. I feel fine now. Okay. Yeah. But it haunts you still. It doesn't haunt me. Are you angry? No, not at all. You sure? No, because I I definitely like if he came back on crawling it, back. Uh-huh. Would you take satisfaction from that, or would you just feel bad, or would you consider getting back together? I would not get back together with him at this point. Okay, but if he came crawling back, would because you take I just don't think he, I just don't feel that he deserves me or recognizes my value mm. as a person, as a woman. Would you get vindication from that? Would you take a little bit of satisfaction? Well, I know he's been asking about me, so mm. there's nothing better. <laughs> 
I'm all for, I take some satisfaction in that, that I know he's asking my friends about I me. I love when people from the past hit me up. I'm just like, oh, fuck, <laughs> I won. Yeah, I yeah. won. Yeah. Oh, I've already, I've already won. I know I've won. I mean, you know, he immediately jumped into another relationship with somebody much younger mm. and I have been doing so much self-care and self-work that, that you've totally won. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have, I have, and he's got a really hot young new girlfriend, <laughs> and uh, I've been doing a lot of self care, so I think I win. <laughs> That's such a man thing to think. No, he hasn't done any emotional work. Like when we were together, one of the big, the only issue I really had in our relationship was that I felt he needed to do some. I needed. I think. I think he needed to be in therapy for a lot of issues he had because he wasn't able to express himself emotionally and that's one of the reasons we ended up breaking up is because he wasn't able to like, express his feelings you hear a lot of women unsatisfied because men have a really hard time expressing how, how can men right. express themselves better and just be more honest and open what does like, that mean just say how you feel say what you mean mean what you say mm. yeah it's very scary for a lot of men i mean i've, I've yeah. noticed uh since stopping drinking for this little period of time I am so awkward. I'm so much more awkward around fraternal female relationships that aren't already friends of mine. Like meeting new women and as a friend situation, I'm so fucking awkward. Really? Yeah, because I think I'm, you know, bad, I would always be drinking in those situations oh. before. And now I'm so hyper conscious of, it's hard being a dude when you're meeting a woman because it's like, Okay, my, my old policy was I treat women exactly like I treat men. Mm -hmm. But generally, that means you offend somebody, <laughs> you know? I don't know like about that, that. Or you make them uncomfortable. Sup, you know? queer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and it's, so you, you you end up making people uncomfortable, and I was, I've was i made plenty of people uncomfortable, what? I'm sure. Wow, um, shocking. Whereas then, so at the other side, you don't want to be too like, hello, m'lady. You know, like, here, please come sit uh, by me, you know? So it's like, or not come sit by me, but like, here, sit like, you don't want to be this bullshit valiant, this bullshit valor valiant shit. Valor valiant. Valor valiant. Chivalrous? Chivalrous. And uh, you don't want to be that either. Milady. Yeah, greetings, m'lady. Uh, you don't want to be like that either. So, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I'm not supposed to be super appropriate, but I'm not supposed to be super inappropriate either. Like, I be, when, I, when I'm hanging out with a guy... I don't give a fuck. I'm just like, okay, if they don't like what I'm saying, that's your, that's their problem. You feel you know? like you have to hold back with women? Very much. And whereas like when okay. I'm telling to a woman now and I'm not drinking, so I'm like conscious of their well-being or their, their comfort level. Because mm -hmm. before I was just like, I don't care if you're uncomfortable. Blah. Whereas now I like don't want to make them uncomfortable, but then I'm end up being so distant and weird and like appropriate. Hmm. So it's like there's a huge disconnect. Because you're overcorrecting. Yeah, and I think there's a big disconnect. Like there's no like I say the shit I say to people not because I want to make them uncomfortable, because I want to make them more comfortable. I want to get past the part where we have to say all these fucking bullshit pleasantries. Yeah. And get to the part where we can just be real. So, but I feel a lot of apprehension doing that with women because I don't want to freak them out. I don't want to say something wrong. Where either I'm hitting on them or I'm sexist or I'm gross or I'm any of the things I can get wrong, you know? So I think men have struggled with that because they learn their whole lives to like 
kind of bite their tongue around women. Hmm. And so it's hard for them to, like a lot of the men that I see who really struggle with relationships, they're people who view women in this way in their head and they kind of pathologize them and they get all, they're not able to relax enough to just chill the fuck out and realize that that woman is also a human being and you're both just kind of awkward and trying to figure it out. Hmm. I've had repeated patterns in my life where um, I've had like really, really close friendships with men where like I'm thinking of one in particular where I was talking to I was talking to, well, I mean, I've fooled around with him in the past, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was years ago. No, but it's a guy, we're really close friends still. And we were talking on the phone for like three and a half hours the other night. Jesus and, Christ. but he told me at one point in the conversation, he was like, you know, Heather, like you're one of the only women I feel this, you know, really strong intellectual yeah, connection you can connect to. With, right. Yeah. And I'm able to talk to you about anything and like you are able to speak on anything. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I'm a smart girl. <laughs> no, but, but that's, that's interesting that's that he good. said that because it's like he almost like he sees other women as sort of just like I guess I don't know not as interesting not as well, and you're not the type I, of person who's ever going to get weird and offended if somebody says something to you weird like I feel like you're going to be like sure. make a joke out of it and be like haha like that's funny yeah you know yeah. whereas a lot of women will like take that in and get angry or upset or well yeah i guess i mean you're sort of generalizing but i do see there i think there are different types of women just as there are different types of you know alphas and betas i think there are Are like females yes there is definitely (gasps) such a thing as an as an alpha female wow what's that i'm actually i'm an alpha female (laughs) meaning what what does that mean I, I just, I don't take shit. Like I, you know, I, and I'm a comic, you know? So in like, as a female comic, like you're in this position of power that a lot of men don't even like to be in, you know, you're on stage, you're talking to people, like you're vulnerable, everybody's staring at you. Right. It's a position of power. Totally. Like public speaking is the number one fear of people, right? Yeah. You right. know, and just to That's even true. do that is very alpha, like to want to do that. To want to talk. Yeah, you command the attention of an entire room. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and so many people fail at it. Uh, horribly (laughs) comics uh, allegedly all right so what else do you want to know when uh when at what point did you move in uh, in your relationship we moved in together after we'd been together for um like two years okay and well, well, a year of that though was was long distance. That's so crazy. How Less long was the like, distance like, though? Where were well, you? Well, she like... was in Amsterdam for oh, the first okay. like three months of it, and then she was in. Then we were together for a summer. Then she went back and finished her school year. Okay. Yeah, it was. What's wrong with brutal. that? I, long distance. I just can't. I. Well, but no, like you said, I, you know, when you I find like somebody that. you like, when yeah. you find somebody who's like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Right. You don't want to lose it. You know, you right. try and really keep Make it exactly. work. Like, yeah, yeah. What was the inciting incident for you guys to move in together where you're like, all right, let's let's do this? Um, Basically practicality. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were smart about it. She moved out here first and lived separate from me because we were both like, eh, let's not just move in together right away. That's right. too much. So she lived with her friend for a year and... It's just practical. I mean, at a certain point, you're like, why are we living separately? We're no. wasting money. We're, you know, everything's more difficult and annoying because of this. Like, we might as well just live together. Mm-hmm. So. And ever since then. And ever since, yeah. But you've been a unit. What do you think is the biggest struggle when you move in with like your... Like in this terms of space? Or just anything where you're 
like the thing where you move in with somebody and you didn't realize it would be a problem and then you're like, oh my God, how do I manage this? You didn't realize it would be a problem. Because I don't have experience with it, but I do remember from college, I'd like move in with a friend as mm-hmm. my roommate and then oh, I do horribly with six always months I'm like I'm so bad I with can't roommates. stand because you yeah. don't have the experience of living with them right. you only have the friend experience right yeah. it, it becomes yeah. this other thing when you're like sharing a kitchen and somebody's that, well, staying up late and doing all that that's natural I mean it's like you aren't supposed to live like biologically but, with people but you can't, that aren't your love. But I noticed like when you don't know somebody, I always had a much easier time with roommates when I never knew them. I yeah, never right. met them. Yeah, because then just, you can just, right, 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 You just yeah. adapt to like, oh, you know, he, he stays up to these hours. This is fine. But when it's a friend, when it's somebody I already have a, a picture of and yeah. then it, you move in and you see this whole other side, it's horrifying. Yeah, no, right. true. It's, the living with friends, I've had friendships destroyed yeah. from living together. Even in um, college, I didn't do well with roommates. Yeah, yeah. Like I was kind of, um, there was one girl in college. I feel so bad. I was so aggressive towards her because I didn't like her at all. Huh? We were just mean to her. Me and my other roommate. (laughs) We were just mean to her. Mean girling your roommate? Yeah. I was a mean girl. I'll be honest. Nice panties. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. We were just mean to her. Yeah. I feel bad. She actually, uh, transferred schools. Oh, I don't know if it had to do with that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, nothing really comes to mind with me and Gracie because we just knew each other so well and we're a very good... I think it's it's harder for her. It's much harder for her because she is... A neat freak. You know, she's nuts about space and it being clean. And I'm not really particularly messy, but I'm not particularly clean either. Mm, So... I can see that. So she... uh, (laughs) I think she struggled with learning how to like not give me shit. This all man the beast, time. right? I mean, and she's house. nuts. She like yeah. she's very nitpicky. Like she, if you can't use paper towels get, very much, get on the mic there, Sorry. buddy. You can't use paper towels very much. You can't uh, do. She, she goes crazy if I leave the water running for more than its necessary amount of time because she's like doesn't want to waste the water. Yeah, and so getting used to her like having those rules was. Hard, but really oh, like, not. I like mean, a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, not really that big of a God, deal. It took you me know? so I mean, long you do, to get you, used to these logical rules. <laughs> no, they're good rules. That's what I'm saying. As long as there's like a good reason for them, I'm perfectly willing to follow them. I mean, you know, you do get in, in a relationship. The thing that sucks in for long-term relationships, there's a reason why people say bicker like a married couple. Yeah. Mm. You get... When you're in, when your things are not going good, which is, you know, again, it's always ups and downs, but you start bickering all the time. And that is not, that sucks because it's distracting and not fun. And you're just bickering about the shit you've bickered about at seven fucking million times before. And you're just bickering it again. Bicker. Yeah. It's like, is exactly (laughs) what it is. It's a good omnipotent word. Um, What's the worst bickering that you've had where you're just like why are we even why are we fussing about, about this? this um i remember my parents got into a huge it started as bickering and it turned into a giant catastrophe argument about my dad didn't like the way my mom was driving the truck <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were like screaming at each other and oh it God. required a hug at the end of it and they finally <laughs> got through it Wow. And All I ever heard in my household was fighting. Well, so there's a difference between <laughs> fighting and bickering. Yeah. My parents never bickered. It was always fighting. They, it was always like 
drag out. And they didn't like physically fight, but it was just like deep hatred for each other. No. Me and Gracie bicker just about because we're just both pissed off and annoyed and there's yeah. somebody else there that you can like oh yeah deal you with, just get you know? that, that that low yeah. burn anger in your stomach right and, and like, they're like they're there fuck. so yeah like fuck you right yeah. exactly i know that feeling um no i mean what do we bicker about i mean we bicker it's always like she gets really annoyed when I, one thing okay here's a big thing I do lots of social faux pas, you know, out in the world. What is it like? You know, like saying something inappropriate, as yeah. we just discussed. And she likes, like, pulls the... Oh, she cringes. The, she pulls the reins, and that drives... I hate when she does that, <laughs> because it's like, I feel like you're not the fucking social police you know you're not you, you don't like you don't want to be controlled yeah it and like, it's also like you don't know what's right socially yeah. and i'm wrong you know we both have friends like it's not like you know my friends like me because i'm me not because i'm you <laughs> so uh <clears throat> that's something that we get in big fights about that but then again you know i don't know it's it's also healthy to have somebody that gives you shit i mean i would never want to be with somebody who just like did whatever i say all the time you know yeah, yeah. i mean you want somebody who's gonna Im- help improve you. yeah exactly. like, yeah you want to be challenged yeah, you, you want to be challenged totally unlike I mean, my ex yeah well, I'm once who wanted the easy way out right. <laughs> as, as long as the challenging comes from a place that you know isn't this like the what's really lucky about me and gracie this is like the luckiest thing is that we never got to that place where it's like a competition or like a sure. like a battle back and forth. Like it's oh you did this to me, so I'm now doing oh, this right. to you. So tit now you're doing this to me. Yeah. Once you get yeah. into tit for tat, Holding that something will destroy over somebody. your fucking relationship because exactly. then it becomes a war. Exactly. You know? And I've had that with exes, and it's like that's just when it turns yeah. into a fucking nightmare. Yep. It's like who's gonna win? Who's gonna go further yeah. into you know? So yeah, I don't know. So let me ask you this. Yeah. I, you know, I have, my dad is a, is a, uh, you know, he lives alone. He has a girlfriend. He's going to move to Italy, I think soon to live with her. Um, but he has a lot of friends who are, you know, kind of older, not a lot, but like a couple, maybe only one, no two who are kind of older, like, uh, Oh, ex artists, you know? And they kind of like did the art thing for their whole lives and they never really figured it out and yeah. they live alone. Yeah. And they're, you know, 65. Oof. So <laughs> is that, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's the, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to get with somebody that's going to take care of me when I'm old. That's going to be. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I mean, my hope is that I just keel over dead <laughs> okay. at mm-hmm. the appropriate time. If I hit like. 60 years old and think you know a massive heart attack just knocks me out do people out. in your family die like that no sadly everybody okay. everybody, everybody withers away everybody <laughs> in my family has a heart attack or a stroke and it's one and done oh, i want that bad. so what about you heather what do you would you okay, be okay with being 65 cat lady <laughs> you know i think it's important to i've i've done this lot because i think there's no way to predict the future anyway and there's there's just this sort of like societal uh, message that we have where it's like, well, you have to find somebody, you have to be with somebody, or else you're worthless, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, or, that's or true. you're worth there less is than. A lot of yeah, that's right. A lot of pressure. And I feel as though whatever ends up happening 
will happen and that's fine. I, I actually do think I will find a serious relationship. I, I just don't know when that'll be. Well, and and I'm not, I'm not rushing for yeah. it or anything, but if I ended up at that age alone, I mean, my mom is alone right now. Yeah, and I too. think that's way, she's way better off I, now see, my, because my like, father yeah. was toxic right. and he did not treat her well. And I feel like, you know, now as an older, she has said, like directly quoting her, she said, I just don't want to be bothered anymore. And I totally understand that because she had a history of like toxic relationships, right. you know, just because you're in a long-term relationship living with somebody doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's healthy. No, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's, mean, it doesn't you, mean yeah. it's benefiting you. Right. And I think people really need to work on being happy with themselves and loving themselves. You know, I think there's another, there's a whole other thing we can get into there about just people not loving themselves. Yeah. I was at Target yesterday purchasing some items for my new apartment. I saw the Facebook post on this. And every single couple <laughs> that was there was fighting and yeah. arguing. Yeah. And I was behind this lady. And Target is a terrible place. She, and her, <laughs> she and her husband or boyfriend or yeah. whatever he was were like arguing over a, a plastic bin. And he's like, no, it's too wide to fit in the place that you're talking about. And she's like, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. And I was like, holy <laughs> fuck. I don't feel bad about... I think not I living got, with somebody at all. This is this is great. That's yeah. just what you do at large, disgusting department stores. Is that that is the place that you get in arguments? I don't know yeah. why. Like we got in a big fight when we were at Target last time too. It's like well, somebody on my on my comment thread pointed out rightly that like it's the lighting and the, the lighting. and the size of the carts. Yeah, it's like it's just like <laughs> fluorescent ah, lighting. Yes. Fluorescent lighting really yeah. brings out the beast it does. in it's people. So unhealthy. Fluorescent it's lighting is so, so terrible it for really you. Is. I love natural light when yeah. I'm working. You know. Yeah. It's, so that I, I, I was there and I was like, well, it's, maybe it won't be so bad if I die alone because I won't have somebody. But we all die alone. We all die alone. This whole narrative about like, oh, don't die alone. You're all going to fucking die alone. Okay. You're going to die That's alone true. either in a hospital bed, God willing, or you're going to die alone on the freeway or you're going to die alone yeah. killing you, yourself. Dying is something you have to do alone. Also. Yeah, exactly. That's true. We're all born alone and we all die alone. Yeah. Folks. It's, yeah, but it's nice if you're dying and somebody is there in the room. That you, okay, well, that's I, a who whole knows? Other, yeah, I, I, know. I mean, Does if you have, know? It's, a, it's like, I don't know. yeah, but nobody. Come on. See, that's one thing Calm I don't down. care about. I wouldn't mind dying alone. I don't want to live alone. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to die alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, last tips for 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 people thinking about moving in. What are they, Isaac? Um. Thinking about moving in with your with your significant other, um, I'm trying to think of examples of when of people I've seen where it didn't work, where it was like a bad situation. But so far, all of my f couple friends are still together. Um, you know, just be somebody who don't be afraid of being codependent. I mean, that's the whole point. <laughs> the the whole point is don't like think like I need to have my own everything and and uh you know it's the whole point is to delegate that's what it's about i mean it's a business is relationship. that what it it's is a you're using business the phrase codependent wrong yeah you're using that's it true. in a way that i'm just trying to be interdependent i'm trying to be contrarian codependent yeah. is not a good thing well people people always say codependent because i think you know our society wants to rip relationships apart as much as it can oh here's here's what i'll say come up with your own code do not the, the relationships that I see that go south are the ones that they look at the TV, they look at the books, they look at what they hear, and they're like, "Oh, I need, my relationship needs to be like this." Right. 
you know, my man needs to be doing this and this, or my girlfriend needs to be doing, you know, she needs to be bringing chips to us when we're watching football. And if she's not doing that, then no, you need to, the entire point of being in a relationship is to come up with your own code with that other person. And that is the unbreakable code that you have. Not anybody else, not anything, what society tells you or what anybody else says, you know, you have to have your own thing and, and remain faithful to that. That's what I would say. And don't be afraid to fucking, you know, depend on each other for a lot of shit. And also uh, don't fucking get in the one-upsmanship games because then you will, yeah. that will kill your relationship immediately. That's true. So just be fine with losing. Just be like, this person loves me. They wouldn't have done this if they didn't. Well, They're so a human like, being. Like compromising and just chill. is huge in relationships. Yeah, exactly. You know, just chill, breathe, you know, like listen to what the person's saying. And believe that they're not acting in bad faith unless it really gets to the point where they are. Yeah, unless they murder you in your sleep. Unless they murder you. Unless they chop your dick off. <laughs> then they're acting in bad yeah, faith. Yeah, those, those people are living together <laughs> unsuccessfully. <Yeah. laughs> the dick choppers. Yeah. Heather, any final thoughts? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I'm... I want to send a message to my future boyfriend. <laughs> He's listening right now. Um, I'm sure. I, he Amsterdam. may be. He may be. Um, no, actually, no, I have a couple of love interests, but nothing has happened yet. We'll see. Um, one that I feel pretty confident about. <laughs> but, um, oh my gosh. I don't know. I feel like I just want somebody who, um, one, uh, knows who they are. And what they want out of life, two, is driven, and three, um, is ready for a woman who is of equal value. I think that's, you know, I think that's what I'm looking for overall. Somebody who recognizes. Oh, and also, guys. uh, Big dick. (laughs) No, I actually, I'm not a size queen. I don't really care about that. I don't, I think big dicks are overrated. I like a nice. Good to know. <laughs> nice Isaac head. perked up. <laughs> ah, I like okay. a nice <laughs> average penis. Um, no, I was gonna say um, I am interested in moving in with somebody to save money on rent. Um, I do cook and clean. Uh, <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> I'm a 21st century woman. I work, I cook, I clean, yeah. and I'm wow. ambitious. We're baby. gonna forward some emails your way. Yeah. Oh, and then also, can I can I recommend some books? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why not? Once again, because people, I. Think think you know i've worked on relationship issues um a lot in therapy get that away from me um so the one of the first books and this is mostly for the ladies out there um so this is a good book um it's called red flags how to know when you're dating a loser and i've used this a lot it's a good reference book don't show that this is by gary (laughs) this is by gary allmiller and daniel goldfarb well actually there was one boyfriend i read through it and he fit three red flag uh profiles which is really bad speaking of um not listening to the people. next book um and and this is something i think that is a plague on everybody in america uh because we're so narcissistic um this book is it's recommended by my therapist adult children of emotionally immature parents by lindsey gibson i think this is why i have fallen into um dysfunctional relationships over and over again is because i had emotionally immature parents who weren't there for me and i had to parent myself and now i parent partners uh <laughs> and oh here's another book uh, the Human Magnet Syndrome, Why We Love People Who Hurt Us. Oh. This helps explain. If you're in a dysfunctional relationship, guys, and and you haven't found a partner who fits in your life, read this. This is by Ross Rosenberg. 
And then finally, people like uh, should read that book. <laughs> oh wait, there's two more. The last one I'll save here, and then uh, the second to last book, Adult Children of Alcoholics, for anybody who has had an alcoholic parent, which I have had, and I've dated multiple alcoholic men. And then finally, here's a book for Isaac, Codependent No More: How to Stop Controlling Others. And start caring for yourself. No, he doesn't really do that. But um, this is a very popular book when you're trying to, like, fix your relationship type life. Melanie Beattie wrote that. Melanie It's Beattie. a classic book. Wow, look at her face. <laughs> Nobody like, can see she that. She looks like she would eat her own children. Just kidding. That's a quote from any given Sunday. Anyway. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> reference that was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to check back in one year, and we're going to see one where everybody's from, at. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship-wise? Right, right. Mark it in your calendars. I'll, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. <laughs>